you always say and we're live so this time i'm gonna say it yeah i, I wanted to say that usually and we're live <laughs> thank you how's it going um pretty well i was a bit sick again but i think it's starting to oh yeah to retreat you've recovered really fast actually because you told me yeah i still have a bit of a sour throat but don't worry the listeners will not get the sickness <laughs> very funny <laughs> anyway let's let's uh, start properly this time this podcast uh, yeah not this time that no, that doesn't that didn't sound the way i you wanted to start can you do you want to try again no it wasn't that it just i didn't want to imply that the other times we didn't start properly it's just that let's mm. start now that's what i meant should we have you got a subject because if not i've got a very strong one you're very excited. I have, I have something. You start first, because I always start, and I don't want to feel egoistical. I do already. It's okay. I, I enjoy the enthusiasm because it, it's a, it's a very good start. Unlike me, you know, I'm a bit more calm about. What did you say the other day? Like a politician, like a party member. Yes, but please, because I, I can see it in your eyes that you want to. <laughs> please yes. push it, push it. Come on. Oh wait, you know it actually. It's, it's what it's you've fine. read, and you said that sounded like you're a party member, political party member. Oh, look at that! You're a partisan. Yeah, yeah. I, is that but a word in English? Yes, a partisan is an actual word, but n- not a not a party member. But I would say it's it's a rebel fighting for a cause. Oh, okay, know? like let's wake up, like that kind of. Yes, stuff. for example, the, the if if you look, for example, back at World War World War Two, um, the the Jews were considered partisans because they were fighting for their for their own uh, for their own good for their own wills and so forth because they had to freaking survive yeah so when they established themselves on, on camps and as groups they were considered partisans you can use this term in, in a lot of senses and in this case I wanted to use it for you that because you tend to stick with what you believe and what you want to you know Okay, echo chamber. And yeah, well, if you want to create that, then that's. I don't think that's healthy, but yeah, I was poking at myself. But no, I I want you to start this episode because I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to feel egoistical. I had this uh, thought. I was uh, redesigning my room, right, recently, and I kept thinking about the idea of moving things around and positioning stuff and how that affects my general mood and i wanted to ask you about your dream studio but homemade Hmm. homemade so how does your perfect home studio slash office look for you and what do you usually every day this is what i wanted to to talk about and then further expand on how would you design your house further because, you know, this time at some point will come when you'll have to like discuss with an architect. And I think that your background specifically has maybe trained your eye a lot. To some extent, maybe I got to see a lot of things from film when it came to production design and how to position stuff and how to uh, assemble here and there. And I'm thinking, how do you see your, your dream? I would start studio and then i would like to expand on house how do you see that i, I don't go over well, okay go overboard if you want like imagine you have a very big budget but also let's keep it a bit uh compressed right okay okay like you mean not not in very much detail like not to the last degree of the color shade uh, and all that no i am I'm, I'm talking more about size 
yeah. the, the idea of well, how big it would actually I have be. a very good answer for you. Not a very long one, though. First time ever. Can you imagine me not with a long answer? I envision this dream studio slash home every day. Dream not in the sense of, of you know, oh, I'll do this and then that. and Oh, I'll place that there. And next day I'm like, oh, no, actually, it's over there. I envision it because... I don't know. That's exactly how one, which is nothing, nothing, nothing except for a desk. Which, by the way, we watched that video with the the workspace. A desk that can that that is adjustable. Like you can both sit and stand if you want to. Instead so of using a chair, basically you can extend it. Yeah. And so you lift can use it. a chair, but yeah. if you want to stand, just you know use that. We whatever the name is. I really like those. Yeah, me as well. Mm. The laptop on it, or maybe the iMac. If yeah, I should actually switch to a bigger monitor, but. Still like the iMac because of the uh, still like the Mac because of portability reasons, and nothing else. For real, for real. like, and the house is the same. And okay, I can get into a, a bit of a longer answer, but not getting over the top with my interior design principle, like mm -hmm. orga organizing principle, which is I'm sure it's not me who invented it, and we do it and we see it every day. So I'm not inventing anything now. My idea is that so I like to have. I think you've seen me when i was alone in my flat w and probably you've seen that it was nothing on the table except for the laptop so i, I like to have keep as organized and as tight or my room back last year uh as organized and as clean as possible but that is because it's not that i can't concentrate if if i if it's not perfectly clean but it's the fact that i feel like i've got i think it's just in the back of the brain i think i've got more breathing space everything is clean and it's like an exhibition you know, in the museum you've got a big huge room one piece in the middle that's it so there's no stuff for interpretation or well there is place for interpretation there's no um there's nothing else fighting for your attention getting back in, into the central topic of our podcast but um the principle i was talking about earlier was that you're allowed to have at least in my house <laughs> you're allowed to have disorganized stuff if it's covered and I said we see this every day uh, in, in the world that we live in. Cupboards, look behind me, cupboards means you've got a very disorganized thing inside. You've got all these uh, sauces and what else do you... Have you Plates. Have you and yeah, and uh, seasoning, different types, and they're all... It's very messy. I hate my seasonings because they're not all the same, you know, packaging, the, the same brand as in the same visual direction so they're okay. messy this and that but what do you do you cover them with a piece of, of wood yeah and the thing is the next piece of wood which is the next cupboard is the same color so you've got uniform a uniform material yeah that's covering the mess or you know the the stuff that you you know below the tv there's all, all these all these wires which i hate wires exactly because of that mm -hmm. it, it makes sense now why I, I love wireless but then it's covered you know with with a bit of of material, whatever the copper may be, um, may whatever whatever material that that thing is made of. So in the house, how does that translate? All this emptiness and everything, and you know it's it's all clean. Like wow, you've got so 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 few items in the house. But the big but, because you need to keep some items. There's a room in the basement where it's just an ordinary mess. As in, you open the door, throw something that you might need at a later point. And you know that kind of like like when you were young and there was the monster in the room. Yeah. Close the room fast. Don't spend time. Don't look. Don't just throw that thing there. And maybe you come in three, six, twelve months when you need it. Yeah, that's one big room, the messy room in the back in the basement, and that's it. 
the messy room i think it's it's a very maybe special place that you can use in the future in case you want to either go back in case nostalgia kicks you or you have certain yeah. obje objects that remind you of stuff and you just dispose them at some point but not completely yeah and again they would serve as a very good point for you to start maybe selling them oh yeah you yeah. you know in case you need some extra cash um but coming back to what you said about your idea of an office mm, i tend to ask you now because what you described is, is specifically a monitor because you you don't need more than that but won't you go further with let's say uh i'm speaking more about the audio part won't you invest in something like good speakers if you want to hear good music mm, okay or don't you want to set up some lighting in your room because i'm very specific when it comes to light how it's positioned in my room mm. for example just so i can expand a bit of that i hate so i'm not keen on fluorescent lights which is a bright light produced by electricity flowing through the tube filled with ionized gas yeah, because that, that, that feels yeah. like you're in a hospital, right? Exactly. I feel, I, I feel like I like more the incandescent light and especially LEDs or, you know, lamps with light bulbs. I, I, I tend to go more towards a warmer look. And I even position one behind my, my monitor mm -hmm. just so that my, my eyes don't get tired. Yeah. And I like to apply... Oh, that's smart. Yeah, I like to apply a lot of diffusion on my light so I, li I like my light I like my light to spread in the room yeah yeah so I usually get these um, these poles that yeah, yeah. have a light bulb attached to it and then they're, they're wrapped in a, oh, in a diffusion seen, layer I think I remember when I've been to your house I, yeah exactly I have one of those and the light spreads really nice and I, yeah. I, I prefer that the other ones are a bit too harsh you know like like you said it makes you feel exactly like in a hospital so I'm yeah. not enjoying that and I, I, I adore contour lights What's so that? contour lights is, is um, they sell sometimes LEDs on like a wire that mm -hmm. unwraps. So you just you use that and you can stick it anywhere. I don't know underneath some cupboards. Um, oh yeah, the desk. okay, I know. What, yeah, I was gonna say I love that. I didn't know that was the word. Yeah, yeah. So um, is it the one that it's in the library behind you? Exactly. It's not turned on, but you've so you've seen it. Okay. Exactly that. I I, lo I love them, and and I have yeah. I have those in my wardrobe. So when when I open my wardrobe, they they light up, mm -hmm. so I can see inside. It's just a very nice design around them. Okay, so wh whoever's listening to this and doesn't know either one, go watch one of my LinkedIn YouTube videos where you can see those contour lights. For yeah, yourself. but it's the kind of light you see in a hotel. You know, behind um, a ch not a chair was like a a sofa that kind. of a lot of modern architecture are relying on this so that they create they create a sense of perspective or of direction mm -hmm. or just to again create a contour around yeah. that specific space it's pretty considered pretty luxury right like i've only i've mainly seen it in high-end hotels or restaurants you know is that kind of like how should we describe so as you said there's a strip of light but you don't see where the light comes from it's just here's the name because contouring. It's, it's, it's nicely it's nicely um hidden yeah jesus we picked the wrong platform having a podcast to, to describe this kind of thing. We can't send a picture to whoever's listening to this. It's fine, but contour lighting is what I really adore. And I, like I told you, I would design my, my, um, my office specifically around that so I can create a lot more sense of space there. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to invest at some point because I, I, I love music and I, w I love listening to music properly 
I'm gonna invest in some really good speakers. So I, I think music for me is gonna be a really important key factor of, of having like a good office. Spreading the sound, you know, accordingly mm -hmm. is very nice. Yeah. And but the rest is is like you described, not not much. And the thing that you said about having wires underneath your TV boxes, I'm I'm gonna have a lot of transparent boxes. Transparent, so you can see them. Transparent boxes, so I can. No. Yes, because I know how to how to t uh, not tangle them, but uh, roll the wires properly. Mm. Whenever I come uh, at yours, so we can record the podcast. I'm not sure how many times you have seen how nicely rolled. I have the wires. I don't like to look at wires, so I um, didn't notice that. Mm. You in know in like a couple of years, I'm probably not going to need them. Yeah. So just so we can make a little hint to Speaking about of the wires, future. Because I know I said earlier, I hate wires. I like I love that thing when they they use this, I don't know the name of that plastic thing you put very tight uh, thing that you put to, to shape the way a wire goes. So you, I ho I'm hoping, but I think not because it's a very specific word. You know these movies when they they take someone as as a hostage and they kind of okay they're gonna torture them. They use them to to get their hands together. A zipper. A zipper, exactly. Okay, okay, a zip tie. A zip tie, exactly. Yeah. I so man, man, I just I'm sorry to interrupt, but I on. have discovered. <laughs> yeah. Un unzippable zip ties. You know that usually. When but that's the point to be un. Yes, but the the first generation of 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 zip ties where you could only like zip them and not unzip them they would lock oh okay okay yeah i, f I thought that was they the point <laughs> of it to, to, to lock them yeah yeah forever now, now they have made uh, unzippable zip ties in case you you know want to tighten something but then my you might want to release that at some point <laughs> you're hostage if you're torturing exactly them, you give them a break exactly wow but for wires they're so they're far this uh, episode is pretty high on my controversial <laughs> radar it's, it's world war ii this thing now they're amazing, know, for especially on film sets, man. I, I'm telling you, they have saved me so many times in case I wanted to do some shitty rigs. For any <laughs> film film fan, the hashtag shitty rigs will send you exactly where where you know best yes, for improvised uh, yeah. rigs on set. Zip ties are perfectly if you want to just attach something to anything. It's like the duct tape of... Exactly. Like an it's another version of, of duct tape. Yeah. Well, now that I imagine zip ties, that's not actually the word I was looking for, but I don't know what I'm looking for. Anyways, dude, I've seen these wires put in place with some, think about a plastic strip and two nails on each side, but very short, because you they, they made, they put these wires, imagine you put it on a wall, and it looks like a circuit, circuit, because, you know, you draw exactly the, the path that you want the wire to take. But then, obviously, once you put the wire in that position, you need to re-destroy the wall if you want to take it off. So it's not a really long-term thing. So I'm just, I would just be very happy with no wires at all. But sometimes you can't avoid it. But yeah, back to what you were saying. Besides, like you know, music, a speaker. The thing is, everyone wants minimalism until they trade that for functionalism, aka I need this teddy bear here or whatever, or the sofa or the couch, because well, I need it now. I know I was talking, so the idea is that you will aim for something, i.e. a desk and an iMac or a laptop, and then probably have more than that. I'm aware of that, so I don't want to plan too much. Because look, for instance, a speaker. Yes, I would love one, just one, so not a, not a huge one, but something beautifully designed to put on the floor and that's it, and to keep it all clean. Uh, but if, if, it's, if I already got five more items on top of the 
on top of the desk and the laptop I've added. Speaker is something that's uh, what's the word disposable, expendable. Like I can I can skip the, the speaker because I know I will need some something else. For instance, maybe a nicely designed sofa for whoever may, might come and have a seat. That's an I, optional I don't thing plan for it, yeah. but I know I'll need one. So, okay, it won't be clean, 100% clean minimalism. Like, you know, those things you see on whatever, Instagram or, I don't know, surely there are shows, TV shows or pages that curate that. But yeah, I'll try to keep it as clean as possible. So you said lights, speaker, and... Something with film, has to be. Um... Not necessarily. <laughs> I know. A Tarantino poster. <laughs> no, that's very... Basic? Eighth grade, ninth grade. You that's know, what I... W- uh, like, I, I didn't truly expect you to do it, but I was... Like when, I was uh, when I was, like, 18, I remember I, w- I had a Pulp Fiction and the Breaking Bad poster put up, and now, you know, it's kind of like... Break- oh, Breaking Bad. Everybody knows this. It's like you can, g- you can do better than that. It doesn't mean they're not good. It's just... <laughs> it's mainstream it's at this point. Is that what you're trying to say? I mean, it's, it's... You can do a lot more than that you know and yeah, so the the thing that i really like recently and uh they tend to inspire me a lot when it comes to composition or color and mood are paintings and i have a couple of painters that i, re- I really like and recently i've selected a couple of paintings that i want to stick on an a3 type paper and mm-hmm. then frame it mm-hmm. and put a couple of paintings as well on, on my walls. I think they're d- for me at least they 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 represent a lot. Yeah. Good. Sounds cool. So that's the kind of an office that I would have and so speakers, lighting is very po- important. The setup is probably two monitors since I haven't said that yet. Mm-hmm. Two monitors um <laughs> computer with a good pro- processor because I'm going to be editing a lot and yeah a couple of that's paintings that's the thing at that point are you still editing anymore maybe not hopefully not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see not, not that you wouldn't like to do it oh yeah no of course because you'd probably be needed in, in some other places like more more executive hopefully only executive yeah yeah so yeah yeah sorry to not have a very long answer but that that would be the point. Trying to keep it. I'm, I just find it really interesting because I I've talked with a lot of people about this and a lot of them they they started doing exactly the opposite of what you said mm-hmm. and they were packing the room with a lot of stuff that I wasn't wasn't even thinking about. Yeah. Like, but you've seen my room last year. Of so course. But especially a lot of stuff on the desk, like po- post post its um, agendas and so forth and yeah. Sure, but I think that, you know, digital is the, is I the I go-to. Think I was thinking that before you, uh, as soon as you asked the question, but before I started talking, I was thinking that, you know, all this is actually possible is, I think is that, because, you know, every each and one of us have some principles, some fundamentals deep within ourselves that if we spend time to think about why do we make some decisions, we always get back to them. So. For instance, with me, that, that was the surface, you know, minimalism, blah, 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 or maybe a bit medium level surface. But the deep, deep level would be efficiency. Now, it might be, I'm not sure, it just came to my head. Maybe it, it's actually an underlying form of efficiency. And, you know, because we've got digital and because we in a laptop you can have anything from your Netflix account with 10 billion movies to notes, post-its and all that stuff in one rounded rectangle uh, 
piece of metal with some stuff inside very beautiful design blah 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 maybe that's the thing like your whole world is in that thing plus yeah it's not to say that everyone's world is in a laptop yeah maybe you want th that's the thing look instead of having 10 million post-its and this and that and whatnot maybe you can have your laptop plus on the side a frame with your family which has way more back to the museum piece which has way more impact than a frame of your family lost in translation lost between the sea of of post-its and agendas and uh, notebooks whatever you might have on a see so it's like putting more emphasis on one thing having more precious things as opposed to that was me waving around yes show a lot of stuff but that's me mm -hmm. because i've got this thing on my head and I feel like I'm, I'm getting a, a breathing attack if I, if I have too much on my desk. Mm -hmm. That's just me. Some people are not like that. Some people like having a lot of stuff and feel the opposite. Some people feel uneasy if there's too little on their stuff on their desk. Yeah. Hit it. Come on. My turn. Yeah. <laughs> the future of freemium. Now the thing is, I won't be saying like you already know because you've read the, the article, but I think that's one of my thesis in life which you know i think i'll keep on pointing back to that piece the, the thing is i had in my mind for quite some time and i keep postponing you know, like daily writing i, I was always thinking uh, not today because this is this i'm gonna bleed with m through my fingers at the end of this I, I i knew i was gonna write a lot and yeah i don't know that morning i i wanted to postpone it as well but i said look the more i go postponing it the <laughs> the the later you know maybe something will hit where i would want to say oh look it happened as i say mm -hmm. that is a prediction yeah L let's try this do you want to explain w what you've read there maybe it's you know some sort of a of a me seeing through someone else's filter so if you feel like it it's a lot of it has to do as well with what you have described in the past as churn in a couple of um, instances, you know, as a user, and this is this is the main reason why why I usually unsubscribe to a specific um, app mm -hmm. of, of what I'm about to say right now, which is the pricing kind of thing, right? So d d delivering delivering free 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 software, free free um, um, programs, or whatever you want to call it gives a nicer incentive to to that specific product rather than instantly asking for a price and the idea of of a free thing is just very very attractive not only as a as a product but as for you as the creator the idea of wanting to to bring something around you mm -hmm. while while keeping it free in the beginning and maybe building a, b a bit of a value around that. And mm -hmm. on top of what you've said in, in, in your article. Yeah, so just to explain what the, to the listeners what the article was about. So it was called The Future of Freemium, um, Colin, how to get people's attention. And, you know, over the next minutes, we'll, d we'll display little pieces of what it was about because it's 3,400 words long. Just check now. So we will spend some time if you were to read it that's not the point of a podcast we just want to exchange ideas jake has read it as well and um in this article that, w that was in my head i tried to explain this this idea of how freeman will work in the future because if you look at tv if you look at 
you know, everything we're, we're talking about and we keep getting back to throughout the attention podcast, everything that got our attention in the beginning, that, that's how it is. It's, I'm, I'm not saying anything new. I'm saying I'm bringing to the table the idea of the long tail or, you know, the early adopters and whatnot. In the beginning, there's a shit ton of value in that thing. Some early adopters are quick to get onto it. And because they, they get this, you know, early mover advantage, because they got it early, they can extract a shit ton of value, a lot, a lot of value, until it becomes commercial, until more and more people, because they see the value, jump on it, and, you know, it's, it, it's on to the next thing. Some examples. What we talked about, Henry Ford and his, uh, yeah, the production line, or email, or news, uh, f- newspaper ads, or TV ads, or Facebook ads, or whatever. So with Facebook ads, five years, yeah, five, four, three years ago, three is too late actually five four years ago you had the early movers advantage it was super cheap and a, a shit ton of of value on at the end of the execution if you're doing it right because you know it, it's an auction it's a bidding system google adwords as well and you were you're bidding you were bidding against very few people so there was a lot of a lot of opportunity for you to sell for them now the reason why i i wrote this thing was because i think this is something that will be adopted eventually it's something that we all know is, is, is not as it will be exploited faster than Facebook ads, which was a complex machine, or uh, TV, which required quite some budget, even in the beginning. Um, it explains how no matter what you... So let's, let's, let's start it this way. First, in the beginning, it was factories. You need a lot of capital you know, to, to put out a lot of stuff. And to, to it was the factory line. Then we had ads at on tv at radio whatever so if you had enough capital to join to chip in into this expensive product you could yell enough about your product and people would know about it because it wasn't like today 10 million things fighting for attention it was 5 to 25 products in the beginning early early yeah exactly that, that was fighting for your attention so one out of 25 even if it's something as far as a car and cereal you would remember it then that got kind of exploited but now because ads are everywhere i think leadership and communities are what's going to be next eventually maybe 100 years from now i can't see how it can be without communities or without a leader of a community but you know who knows how it will change in 100 years eventually this will go away this will be the old the old school thing the same way we we frown now when we say when I don't know if someone would be to come at you and seriously say, "Oh, I know how we're gonna we're gonna do a fa- uh, TV commercial," you'd be like, "Dude, come on, that that's old school. You you can't you can't come w- come up with this idea and say it's never heard of." But the thing with the with the freemium, so how does all this relate to freemium? Was that we've seen it a million times at because of the internet, it can now be happening at at a large scale. If you are putting out something for free to people you have a way way better chance of selling something than just going straight into sale and let me explain you know how this uh i i use this this parallel jake you know how sometimes you see some people getting media attention even though they're six out of ten you you know i can't think of an example but everyone has had a moment where, where look think beats uh by dr dre think the headphones not today but what 2012 was it yeah so anyways eventually everyone discovers that they're actually overpriced for what value they get mm-hmm. but you know until that happens everyone buys them everyone in in their in their target audience which is the high high-end medium to high-end mm-hmm. individuals 
And that's exactly what I'm, what I'm that, that's a brand, it's not freemium, but that's the kind of situation that it produces. Here's the deal. If you're a 10 out of 10, like uh, let's say Tesla, which never had to have advertise, but it's arguably, you know, back on Elon's X profile. Quite a, quite a different situation when you're the first one to actually. Yeah. So anyways, the idea is statistically speaking, chances are very low for you to be in a very blue ocean like Tesla and, you know, have a 10 out of 10 product like Google. Look, Google, okay, it was two guys out of their dorm room. They, didn't ha they had a 10 out of 10 product though. So statist statistically speaking, you don't have that, that high chances to get a 10 out of 10 product. Mm -hmm. But you, you're going to settle for a 9 out of 10. You're going to do your best to aim for a 9. Aim for 10, but, you know, if you end up with a 9, you'd be like, I did a good job, even with an 8, even with a 7.5. Here's the deal. If you do what I'm, what I'm writing about here, what, I, what we're talking about here, the freemium, you, you have higher chances of selling a 6 out of 10, the Beats by Dr. Dre overhype thing, versus if you were to even get to a 9 out of, nine out of 10. Because even if at, at a 9 out of 10 product, it's still a bit of a lottery. 10 out of 10, yeah, okay, maybe, even then it's a lottery. So here's the thing. If you do something that's freemium, which we'll give some examples in a second, you will get yourself the platform first of people and then sell the product. Some examples. It can go extremely well, like Unsplash. Yeah, the stock photography. Right. So, okay. You, oh, you definitely know it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I used it before. It makes sense why you, I suppose you're, you're on it quite often. Yeah. So, what did they do? They made a free uh, a stock photography website where everything is free and every photo is beautiful, as in not classic stock photography. Yeah, actual 4K quality. That yeah. and on top of on top of uh, de on, on top of technical data, also like beautiful picture for whoever might not know what Unsplash is. Here's the deal, the story behind it. It's got it's got to a point where you know just some little names like Forbes magazine, CNET, Entrepreneur magazine got to get their stuff from their higher people who whom they found through ph yeah. photographers whom they found on there and they got attention over it. the funny story is that the company that made it started as a side project the company was called is called crew but eventually they sold it i think i'm not even sure what they were doing a freelancing mm. platform not sure their side project the freeman side project became bigger than the actual business and now they they've raised money not more or less than they need exactly seven or eleven million due to you know, different sources. So not something like 300 million, but I think you don't need that, that m they didn't need that much capital. And you know, that's, that's the CEO's now main hustle, but it started uh, from as an accident. So they, they said, I think the story is that um, all the photos they could find online were shitty, even stock ones and expensive on top of it. So they hired the photographer and they, uh, the residue, the extras, they were just putting them out for free on a Tumblr blog. And they had something like, 10 new photos every 10 days something along these lines next thing you know it becomes big you know uh, explodes overnight and the rest is history but this is an example of something free that blows you know becomes bigger than your main thing you were you were aiming at the, the main thing that you were trying to build so because i've been building this uh, a freemium thing that became bigger than i expected which is the legit checkup i looked at it in two ways I think it can either be, it has to have uh, two main um, features actually. I'll start with this and then I'll explain each feature. The first feature will be giving tremendous help, which is not saying a lot because that's what every business needs to do. The other one is it has to be lightweight because it's free. So, you know, here's where you can get a bit into a discussion. So my point is just to go a bit on, on lightweight. Maybe it doesn't have to be lightweight. 
if you make who are you trying to reach give me an example a random it doesn't have to be or if you want we can do filmmaker but we talked about it sneakerheads sneaker okay very easy example because we have the perfect proof if you want to reach sneakerheads sneakerheads and but because it's your main business because you're having a sneaker shop the idea the future of film of what i'm proposing is making something that explains the cost justifies the cost of you creating building and even running it because maybe it has some main uh, monthly maintenance cost by so you justify the cost by the amount of good leads that it brings to your main business so by amount of good leads i mean the amount of people that find out about your sneaker shop because you made an app telling people about fake shoes so I- another example would be you want to reach filmmakers fine let's yeah. just go for it you create a site that delivers information latest information about the film industry that would reach filmmakers and hence for being it free you create a community that later can be developed and developed and then you can maybe start i think know. the community is the extra step like if yeah. you want to go for a super bonus <coughs> point but even without one because i think it's it's basically like look the easiest example for me i was trying to figure something something new to bring something new to the table but this is just a better example than what i said previously with the sneaker heads. the idea is to start if with something free because if, if you if you create value around it then it's not the easy pricing all the time yeah i know but the pricing will come uh, automatically and it's going to be it's going to be justified that's the thing Th- this is today mm-hmm. the pricing will come later yeah. because that's how i started like i say every time someone produces something and they find out it's value to the people. The first question they ask is, hmm, how can I charge $100 for this? But here's the, the, the better example I was saying, I was go- going to say. If, I, if my agency who deals with SaaS people creates something that even may even cost me, may even burn me money monthly and will never, ever, ever bring me any income for SaaS owners, if I just say at the bottom of that website, which starts, you know, start becomes viral in between SaaS owners, just say, created by CH agency, a design agency that deals with the help SaaS people, SaaS owners reduce user churn. That's enough because the amount of new contracts and better contracts I will get because of this will justify the cost of me running, you know, 10k per month or 1k of 500,000 or 500 pounds per month to run this monthly thing. 500,000 is actually a, a huge price, but we've seen it before. We've seen it with Google. You know, Google started as a free uh, and it still is a free search engine look where it is today yeah okay you give them their data this and that with this freemium thing people will give you their attention but the most important thing is you get the right people's attention mm-hmm. and the idea is you get better people's attention bec- ideally so I said tremendous help and lightweight this is why it's lightweight so the discussion about lightweight is that if you're a company it depends on your ticket uh, ticket sale size so if you if my ticket sales size is I don't know maybe I'll be getting an engagement a contract worth a hundred thousand per year, maybe it makes sense to have something a bit more complex, which burns me I don't know ten thousand per year just to run this, maybe, but it can also be super super lightweight, as in, um, I'll give some examples in a second. But tremendous help. Here's what I want to go deeper into because I've identified two ways, and I think maybe there's more. You know, if there's more obviously reach out to me or Jake and tell us but um, I think it can either be a functional freemium which is a bit of a tougher one because there's already some competition out there and on top of that usually you have to be kind of a techie to or at least pay for a techie to develop it for you so people who know how to code m- chances are they've got a, gotten ahead of you that's not to say it's 100% competition you, there's still space for that 
but the the one I prefer is intellectually curated freemium. So you take the so these are the two types: functional and intellectually curate, curated. For the second one, the intellectual one is you put in your blood and sweat and time, and you know you lift your sleeves and get to your create that community that we talked about. It could be community, but it could be just a library of information. It's basically what Wikipedia has done. Mm-hmm. Imagine if imagine if an up and coming university that's not Harvard that's not Ivy League level but you know a bit below that maybe even a medium sized mm-hmm. university have made Wikipedia well tell you what if they started that 20 years ago whenever Wikipedia was started today we would look at them and say holy shit I yeah, thank you for yeah thank you for helping me do all my homework because whatever people say about Wikipedia and I can assure you in today's world they would be next to Harvard because of creating you know the Library of information. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's at the expense of what? Of time and, you know, a lot of effort. But here's the deal with intellectually curated stuff. You have to do something that cannot be done by machines mm-hmm. because obviously if it's something that can be done scalably, I- a scalable way, you'll find yourself in the Google Yahoo situation. Did you know that Yahoo, when they started, they, they were making, um, what, what what's the word? Uh, the search engine or... It wasn't a search engine the way we know it now. It was a library. It was a directory. That's what. Th- that's the word they used. Mm-hmm. It was a directory of websites, as in think about Craigslist way of organizing stuff. So like yeah. a folder with uh, car companies, and they were doing it one by one, like ma- manual with people. They hired people because they were the big company, and you ha- they had people putting you know Ford, GM, uh, blah 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 in these folders. Whereas Google, you know, outran them because they made the machine the scalable stuff. But the thing is this, I give the examples of, um, there's this website called Eat This Much. So it's very easily made. It's something like, tell me how many calories you want to eat. What kind of diet you have. What kind of diet you have, like vegetarian, mm-hmm. paleo, keto, whatever. Keto, yeah. I'll tell you what you eat. And you click generate. If you don't like the meals, it gives you meals. You do a refresh and they yeah. give you, yeah. And it tells you how, ma- how much protein, how many carbs, how many blah, 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 it's blah. It's a very good website. I, I, I used it as well. It's really It's good. amazing. Mm-hmm. It's simple. It's super and lightweight. It's free. it's free. It's super lightweight because it doesn't need any, but it's intellectually curated stuff. But so it, it gives took you time to build. Yeah, it gives you the basics. And then the actual payment comes when you want to get more into detail, right? Not even. I don't think they even sell an, a course or something. Not of course, but uh, they just go more in depth about the whole thing, I think. Can you go on and check? From what I remember, that's the way it, it was running. I don't even think they sold something. You're oh. supposed to sign up. That's, wha- that's what I remember okay, seeing. It says get started with a free account, but I'm not sure what the, what the paid one does. But the thing is this. Who should have made this? In the same way, so when I say who should have made this, it's in the direction that Airbnb should have been made by JW Marriott or Hilton mm-hmm. or Uber should have been made by Addison Lee or a taxi company in that kind of direction. Well, I'll tell you who should have made it this much. Weight Watcher should have made it or a gym or any personal trainer. Exactly. The if you're if you're someone that's not only in London as a personal trainer and you make something like this, it will go viral. And when I say viral, by the way, I said it earlier as well. When I say viral, I don't mean Instagram uh world star kind of viral viral means if i know about this i'm telling s- at least I'm, se- I'm i'm telling people about it you know to, to at least one person maybe it's on a podcast like this one maybe joe rogan mentions oh you know there's this website eat this much i don't think he ever did by the way or maybe it's just me you know 
seeing someone telling me, oh my god, I don't know how to do my carousel, I'll, I'll tell them, look, it's this. go to this thing, it's free, it's good. The, 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 the thing that, that works around this is because the, the, the process of, of making it, it's count counterintuitive. Nobody expects now to get something for free because it's a surprise yeah. in, the, in the first yeah. place. Normally you want First time I've been on the website, sorry to know. First, yeah. web first time I've been on this website, I looked for the pricing page. I wanted to see what's the price for this. Next thing you know, there's no price. And I get even more attached to it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You create a funnel by attracting, you know, again, like I said, it it's is. counterintuitive because you start for free. Yeah. You draw a lot of attention. You draw a lot of people because it's around the area of interest, you know, that they yeah. they s they sit around, whatever. And then this funnel easily goes towards, in the yeah. future, let's say, a specific pricing. For Google, the only time when I paid for Google, you know when it was? Mm. When I needed more memory for my emails. Yeah, like what, Google Drive? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It took uh, eight years for me to, g no, more, more. F 13 years for me to spend a cent on them, and right? I think this is a very important thing. I don't think you d did mind at all paying for it. I didn't. Given that, you know, half of your life is fueled by Google and half of your upgrade stuff is, you, uh, half of your life has been upgraded because of Google. Yeah. I think that's the thing. So value is, is, is at its center. And the idea is to, again, I, I strongly rely on the community idea. And, and that's you that's have- That's exactly, no, I think you planted in my head actually, which I want to thank you for. Mm -hmm. Here's where it f we finally get back, you know, make the perfect circle. Back to how we started with uh, before it was ads. Now it will be more about leadership and community. Here's where we can finally connect it. Thank you again for this, for bringing it up and for planning in my head. Because it's freemium, because I look for a pricing page, you know, I was kind of doubting. I was looking at this website and saying, hmm, let me see how you're going to, you know, scam me or whatever. And then I say, oh, shit, there's no pricing page. It begins a better relationship. The same way you said about Google 10 seconds ago, that's a very good relationship for you. You say, of course I'm able to give you, I don't know, 10 per year? No, 10 per, how much is it? I don't know, for Google Drive, for uh, the extra space. Yeah, something like that. Of something course I'm like gonna that. give you this amount per year. Paid now in full, not month by month? Of course, sure, given how much you've helped me because you've helped me get off the ground maybe if you're in a third world country and you couldn't have ever done anything without it exactly. especially if you're going to be responsible responsible through your um product you know to create mm -hmm. success for another person again this is another great thing yeah especially that when you back to what we we're talking some episodes ago getting you know helping the next leonardo da vinci come from under your rooftop helping him that way yeah so this is this is the main point of what I'm saying. Functional back back to again two types of tremendous help. Either you make it functional or intellectually curated. Functional, let's say it's you know it, it's not it's not within anyone's hand hands reach. Tell you what, intellectually curated freemium is, and not only it is, it's easier than ever because there's so 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 many under underserved uh, fields and categories. And that's a gift for everyone who's living and listening to this in 2019. Hell, even in 2025, I think and hope, or you know, maybe not. Maybe by that point we have more good, good, 
good products out there. If you have a certain uh, passion, you can do, you can intellectually create something. Now, of course, something like desserts or bodybuilding will have more, um, more, comp you know, more products being intellectually curated. But if you like something like, I don't know, water bottles, because there's one XP, or even types of tissue, you can do something. And in other words, I'm giving out right now, uh, giving out in a nicely nicer package way, the idea of becoming an influencer. Not necessarily that, but if you make something, if you put in your blood and sweat, and again, it's not really hard to do it when it's something you like anyways, to intellectually create something, something that very very pay attention to it to be very unscalable aka a machine cannot outrun, outrun you now or in five years from now because the thing with me with the fake shoes sadly if i would have the the, the machine that can tell you fake or real well i would put myself out of business and but that at least you know up to my degree of of, of seeing stuff that can't be done right now you have I still bu built so anyway something around you even though it, that machine that's what i'm saying it doesn't have to be about, you don't have to get your hands dirty and, you know, sell your soul to the devil and write about mining stuff if you don't like mining and, you know, I don't know, using a pickaxe or whatever. It's a very far-fetched example. But the idea of building something around something that you like, it's still doable and it will keep on being doable for the next years, especially since there's so many untouched, untapped niches that machines can't really get into at this moment. And we can get into AI and whatnot, but that's the point. As long as it's still unscalable, that means you can put in your time, effort, and passion because you will outrun all these people that don't like it or don't like it as much as you. Next thing you know, it will suck. You know, a year or two, no one will listen to you or no one will see it. Or maybe you will, you will get you will hit payers in a week. And here's an example. Let me let me eat my own dog food. I've written in my idea center. Did you read it? That one with the um, with the library of of startup pitches oh so that they would publish how they began as a company I, i'm not yeah, sure so if i i'll, to, I'll to so really uni unicorn companies if they yeah, could that do that, one, that okay one. yeah so i saw it on for LinkedIn. people who don't understand the the term a unicorn company is a company that it's worth a uh, billion dollars decacorn 10 billion dollars and so forth yeah so I've seen, I'm sure you, you might have seen them as well on LinkedIn. They started, they start popping every now and then. I kept on re-seeing them. Uh, oh, the original pitch investor deck, the investor pitch deck uh, of Uber. And you see it, it says Uber cab. And it's, for instance, it's a Mercedes, an S-Class, a taxi, and a Blackberry. Because that's what they were using back then. The iPhone just came out in 2007. Mm -hmm. Or from Airbnb or from Square or from TransferWise or whatever. So you see the pitch decks of these companies. And they're like 25 slides long. And of course, you're going to take 10 minutes to see how a super brilliant idea looked like before it was even made. So I found myself spending some time on it on one or two because I'm, uh, I'm very arrogant and considering my time very limited. But if it wasn't for my arrogance in that regard, I would spend time going through all of them. Then I went to see them all together. So here's an idea of some freemium that I put out in my idea center. In my idea center, I put out ideas that people should do, but that I will not pursue. So if you ever make one, it becomes a unicorn or decacorn. Remember that it came from me, but I'm not expecting anything in return. One of the ideas there was getting all these pitches and putting them into a library. As in a website with, I'm, I was thinking there can't be more than 80 or 100 pitches that people might want to look at. Because we want to see, you know, the big players. 
so, exactly. Yeah. So how how long will it take you to put in your blood and sweat? You know, all, all this uh, all this metaphor that I've been using before probably take a week at most. Yeah. To put into a blog, into a WordPress shitty website, or make clean whatever, and it's a library. Anywhere that would that would you know work as a homepage for all of this. Exactly. Yeah. And my thinking was, you know what, someone else should do it because whatever. But then I think this is how you know when an idea is very good. When you give it some time and then you can't stop thinking about it, it keeps on coming back to you. Mm-hmm. So I have some 10 ideas right now because I just started the idea center. But the thing is this one, even yeah. though I have some other ideas that I believe in more, this idea kept on coming back. So I took it as a, you should do it. So I'm going to do it. Here's the, here's the thinking behind it. Who is it going to attract? It's not a perfect fit for me because I want SaaS people. I will add SaaS startups as well, SaaS unicorns or whatever, mm-hmm. if I find their pitch decks. But the thing is, if I just sign it at the at the end, let's just say I'm actually a startup consultant. Let's just say, for the sake of giving this example. If I say at the end, made by CH Daniel, comma, a startup advisor slash consultant, that's all I need. If a million people see no, it's if a hundred thousand people see it. Let's just say, because it, it's here's the deal. It checks all these other things I was saying. It's a good relationship. It's the beginning of a better relationship. I'm not asking for anything. I put them all together, especially startup founders who are just starting. We want to go and see and learn from these companies. Maybe I'll even make a rubric saying, here's some pictures from startups which have failed, so you can learn from them as well. It looks a bit, you know, it's not interesting to look at them. Yeah. Okay. Go on. It it is. Oh, okay. I thought you would disagree. The fa- the failures? Always, yeah. Always. Yeah. You were frowning. I thought you wanted to be... No, 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 no. Wait, you said you're, you're they're not that as interesting to look at them. Uh, it's, it's more interesting to look at Uber or Airbnb and less interesting to look at a failed one. But that's how you would package it. You say, look, learn from... The make the difference yeah, between, that's what I wanted to between say. Uber and this. Mm-hmm. And in the middle, that's where you have to learn. Yeah. Yeah. So if I would be a startup consultant slash advisor, I would definitely... Uh, benefit from this because I'll get the attention of people who are in t- who are founding a startup, which by the way are very likely to not have money, not because they're poor or anything, but because their money is spent into the startup. But here's the inc- here's an example of how it could work. So let's say ten thousand people see it. One percent of them uh, see no ten percent sorry see that footer that that signature that kind of advertisement. So that's one thousand. One percent. How much is one percent of one thousand? Is it 10? 10. Yeah. One person pick up the phone and call me and say, yo, is it? Yeah. And say, we've seen this. By the way, we're, uh, we're not starting out. We, we don't have any money to pay you. Or maybe we have this amount, this amount of money to pay you. But, um, you know, we're looking for a Series C because we're a company called TransferWise. And look, we don't even know what's in your head, whether, you know, whether you found it. Like, they don't see any legit or anything I have done. They say, just the idea that you've been through 90 pitch decks, we don't have the time to go through them. But we just want your opinion on our Series C pitch deck. What do you think? You go, you meet them. Next thing you do is this. You go on your website and you say, I work with, for free, but no one has to know that. I work with, TransferWise. It's a name under your belt now. And TransferWise, in case you don't know, it's a billion dollar company since they're looking for the Series C and blah, blah. Do you see how I it know. Yeah, yeah. An, an example how it can play out? Yeah. Now, there's 10 million other different no, I I, I believe in the in the whole concept and it's in it's very it's very logical I guess and I can give you an example. It's it's like I would um, offer myself you know to to work for free 
for a specific somebody, let's say, mm -hmm. physically. I would do something for them. And if I prove my, in this case, value, yeah, then game set. I, I, I create an attachment, right? To yeah. That so, and yeah, like you said, game set. And from then on onwards, it's just... Live your life and, you know, the other chapters. It's just, you know, going uh, further and further with that. Get more recommendations, you get a reputation, right? Look, that word, the reputation thing. I think it's more important than 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 a currency. True, because cur the 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 money will come eventually. Yeah, it's the idea of, of of putting putting yourself forward in a specific way to prove that you're worth what is coming afterwards. Yeah, something like that. And I think more importantly, ever since you get past the you know the mm, the point in life where you have to worry about basic requirements, which by the way given that you, dear listener, are listening to us at this moment, means it's highly likely that you are past that point. Means money, you know, you can remake it or your parents or whoever is supporting you. Reputation, though, it's only you. And, you know, it's way harder to fix that. And the whole story, which you know. The freemium is exactly... It's equivalent to... to an artist's life. Is it? Go on. Very similar. Tell me how. If, y if I take an actor as an example... He would do 10 short films for free yeah. to create that reputation for himself, mm -hmm. a portfolio, right? He creates basically out of those 10 short films that he did for free, yeah. a massive video of like his best, his highlights of those performances. Yeah. And, and that's then he gets sold to a big feature in and he wins tens of thousands of euros for that role. Yeah. So I'm talking about a person, not a not a product, not a server, but it's it's very similar. Yeah. And you said ten, but it's exactly supply and demand because your supply your supply is basically how good you are. If you start f with free, basically your demand is zero. But if you're good soon enough, maybe it's five, maybe it's ten videos, maybe thirty videos until you get good, your demand will be higher than your supply because one of them is zero. No, I kind of ma messed up. But get that first person. If you get that first model, that first, then the, n the next will come easily because you yeah. understand the, the format. Same with But hear me out. You, mm. Your demand is, your supply, your price is zero. Yeah. So, and you know how the, the price is, di is dictated by demand and supply. If you keep on doing free, 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 word goes around and you're, you're, uh, you're, you get this, uh, this, you're demanded more than you can supply it, which is your time gonna say yo look i've got you're number 11 i've got 10 other people that are asking me to do this for free i need to make an auction i need to make uh i need to make you bid to, s to find my price because you want me 10 others want me i can't i can't split myself into 11 pieces so let's see and this is basically what happened to everyone who had to sell their services maybe they didn't think of it this way you know with i have to make this demand. but if you explain to someone to these 10 companies seven of them are gonna say fuck you you're free or nothing but for them, I'm going to say, okay, how much? 1,000 per, per session? Sure. Or 1,000 is a number. Yeah. Maybe it's 100,000. Maybe it's 100. That's your price, which is dictated by how much you can bring. And that's exactly what all you said is what I said before as well. Uh, not with these words. Around. Like, I agree, obviously. Because I was asked by someone about freelancing. And this is what I want to add now. There's this idea in the community of freelancers of, Oh, you should be paid your time. You should be paid what you're worth. Uh, don't let them, don't let them get away by asking you to do work for free, of which I'm totally a million percent against. 
because if it gets you i think if you do if you're paid how much you're worth and all this you know this kind of like showing some teeth and whatever fuck they they, they recommend doing it's gonna take you two years to get to the amount you can get in six months if you are doing it with free stuff because look if you're worth a thousand let's say a thousand is like a normal price a basic starting price i know it's not but let's just say and you're actually worth ten thousand if you are charging for that one thousand it will take you two years to get to 10 10k because of the kinds of relationship that you're building if you're good and you work for free even though you deliver one thousand pounds worth of work you're gonna jump start 10k because of this auction because of this whole podcast so far with that we you and i are ping-ponging ideas back and forth about freemium yeah and find your rate on steroids somehow yeah and i give the example of of another this is a kind of freemium that's fully functional it's stupidly simple mm-hmm. and when i say stupid i love stupidly simple because stupid simple means anyone anyone can understand it and it's easy for you to make it and all that stuff it's called PayPal fees calculator and i put in up put up a screenshot because it's definitely made 10 or 15 years ago it's an online calculator for how much paper is swallowing out of your transaction yeah it's obviously if you think about it, just a matter of, of 3.4 percent or whatever the percentage is of the amount you're putting up plus what is it saying it says if a buyer sends you this amount it auto calculates some stuff for you if you are selling something around paypal here you go you got all this attention for people because who's going to check this website that's the idea of freemium you're keeping at bay the people that you might not want and not only that you double attract the people that you do want so it's back to what we were talking some last episode about the instagram page the beats music beats creator all that stuff yeah this is an example of something that's function and stupidly simple dear listeners for whoever reached to this point um unfortunately our mixer uh didn't it's, it stopped working at this very moment so our conversation could not continue uh we were about to open a subject about game of thrones but as i said unfortunately our um, our mixer just just stopped working at that point so we couldn't continue talking we'll we will most likely pass the subject to the next episode and sorry again for for whoever reached to this point thank you and uh, sorry for the abrupt uh, ending <laughs>